cut my mic into pieces. Welcome to our new episode. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, if that cringy reimagining doesn't give you an idea of what tonight's topic is, let's try this one. We're at an all-time low, and we're taking back Mondays. Pause for laughter. <laughs> this episode is going to be more cut than cute, and we hope it gives you hell. We're revisiting the iconic music of our teens that we still listen to today while being good little capitalists. We're cramming ourselves into old skinny jeans, grabbing some eyeliner, jumping in the pit, and throwing elbows while we discuss our first music genre, emo music. This is Master and Debaters. Welcome to the Black Debate. Oh, shit. What? Uh, no, it's like the Black Parade thing, man. Like, uh, uh, someone just crashed their car. You don't think your hardest punch could kill a toddler in a wheelchair? So nothing worse than when you go to unwrap a condom and it's a packet of ketchup. Best cut of the chicken is the dinosaur part. I want to try heroin. Fuck the Beatles. I am the most physically imposing of the group. I yeah. feel like I could sit in a dark room with my own thoughts for quite a while. I'm the best MacGyver that I know. Fucking Captain Crunch is gonna hurt the roof of your mouth. Is it wrong if it's out of love and respect to eat you? We do fucking roast beef. I know we're down, but we're not mad. <laughs> trying to figure out how long my mom and dad have sex for. It's welcome to the Black Parade. Like, welcome to the. Uh, I mean, I get the Jesus, the way it sounds, man. but it's. It. I'm promised that that made sense. You're for, for the listeners help. out there. Yeah, sometimes uh, things sound really good on paper, and then <laughs> we say them out loud. And uh, I know, stand by. It. I, I. Yeah. I. I see it now. I hear it. Uh, welcome to the Black Parade. To the Black Parade. Uh, <laughs> and master and debaters, everybody. The show about soft topics with hard opinions. We answer all of life's great questions every week in about 55 minutes. I'm Puck. I'm Alex. I'm Spencer. And tonight's topic is a, a genre that's close to all of our little black hearts. Mostly close to mine, but yes, yeah. all of us. Yeah. It's not a competition. Oh, 100% is a competition today. <laughs> I mean, if it is, he I am wins. the you resident know it. Emo. He wins. Yeah, he wins. Yeah. He's fine. Yeah. yeah. Congratulations. You're the, the most oppressed. I'm the resident emo king of Nashville. What can I say? You know, like, hell yeah. yeah. All right. Well, uh, Alex, how are you today, man? I'm tired. I'm very tired. Yeah. I, um, yeah, we had a busy night last night. Monday got my butt kicked. Um, but it's 4th of July weekend ish. So we had like four. Five days off and or four or five days off in a row, so we got a butts kick. But I got my knee brace on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I noticed take, you limping all I, the way in here. I had to take melatonin last night. Oh man, welcome to your thirty. Yeah. 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 <laughs> How are you doing, Spencer? Boy? I, I'm good. For the listeners out there, normally we record uh, in the evenings, and uh, being we're all DJing uh, this evening uh, at the Bobby Hotel uh, rooftop for Fourth of July. So. We are all in here sipping coffee. Well, some of us, some of us have coffee. Some of us have. I have three drinks. <laughs> yeah, I've I got have three a, drinks. No as less well. than three drinks. I've got a water, a coffee, and a whiskey coke. Yeah, that's. I got. Uh, yeah, Bush and a, a coffee and a water. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so, the only yeah. one with just water. It's yeah. It's still morning, so I'm still waking up. Uh, yeah. I, I'm all right. Uh, had what felt like a busy week last week, but didn't actually do anything. And the one. DJ gig I had got rained out, so ah oh, fuck yeah we we had some really nasty storms here in Nashville and I uh, oh, was that at the Bobby yeah yeah I missed all those <laughs> yeah 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 you well we'll get to you but yeah, yeah. it was it was a okay week still nursing my burns from uh, a couple weeple weeks ago uh, when you listened to Shout the Fourth of to July Oint, episode man. yeah 
Uh, there's a lot of cool products out there that make your burns feel better. But uh, no, I've been all right. How about you, Puck? I'm good, man. I uh, did a work trip out in Portland, Maine for the last uh, five days. Uh, never been up in that area. Fucking beautiful. It is ate, gorgeous. Ate, ate up my there. weight in lobster and uh, did some work with a bar up there, just consulting for them. But had a lot of time just to like fuck off also. Um, and like, I feel like I haven't had intentional me time in a long time. So like taking myself out to dinner, hanging out at a bar by myself, like just, just walking around the city. It was really nice just to like fucking reset. You take yourself amazing. to second base. Like oh, one no, of your we, we, it was a fucking home run, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Knocking him out of the park. He's got a hotel to himself. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I had two beds. One for masturbating, one for sleeping. <laughs> hey, they give you ten towels for a reason. You yeah, know? one Just... for masturbating and eating, I should say. <laughs> one for, for that, sleeping. Honestly, that is the key to hotel rooms. If yeah. you have a hotel room to yourself, one is for sleeping and one is for, for everything, everything else, else that yeah. is sticky and greasy. You can, you can just roll around when you're naked on it after out of the shower. <laughs> it's also a good place <laughs> to put all your dirty clothes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's just, fuck it, man. Dry yourself I, off like, of the I live like an absolute <laughs> maniac in hotel rooms. I, oh. I, like, I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I, <laughs> I, like, I, like, I am like a fucking Russian oligarch just throwing stuff, expecting people to, <laughs> to fold them up for me later. I'm like, this will be handled by the peasants. <laughs> this is not my problem. <laughs> Oh my god. Um well shit. I think we're going to have fun with tonight's topic. Yeah, I think so. You guys want to get into it? Let's, yeah, do, let's it. do it. All right. Bing bing. So first things first. What is emo music? I'm sure we have I some mean, listeners out there who do not know what e- emo music is. I actually real quick did a gig a couple weeks ago and uh uh, did a gig with Emo Night Brooklyn, and when I advanced my production, I was talking to the head of production at this venue, and he was like, what is EMO music? And I was like, oh, it's emo. No fucking clue. He was, had been in country for 40 years. Oh, shit. No clue. So what is emo music? I mean, Mr. Emo, I mean, I think you you could probably define it better than any of us, right? Is it like I, an umbrella? So, it is pretty it, okay, so There is a thing. lot underneath it, right? Yeah. Emo music is, in in my definition, emo is a genre that did start as a specific soul genre. Uh, if you go back into the 80s, early 90s, uh, there was emo music, and it was sad boy, sad girl music. Nowadays, emo music, when you see an emo night... It's like The Cure and stuff? Yeah, Cure, Sunny Day Real Estate, you know, that, it was just m- melancholy, kind of almost <laughs> sounded indie... Uh, yeah. But very chill, very sad music. Nowadays, emo is emo is an umbrella that covers uh, anything from pop punk, power pop. Uh, you've got your like electro pop that went you know famous on MySpace and Pure Volume back in the day. Uh, screamo metal, little bit of new metal falls into emo. Uh, there's yeah. there's quite a few sub genres that all make up emo. I feel like for me, like 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 emo music was always uh, about like the message. Like emo comes from like emotional, right? Like that's where exactly, it really yeah. comes from. Like there are some country songs that I'm like, this is emo as fuck. This is just some dude singing about how his wife left him and she'll never love him, and she's with another man. And like if you if you threw some power chords behind that, that would be an emo song. Well, little known fact, most emo musicians retire when their bands don't get big and they move to Nashville and play with country artists. So. <laughs> there are a lot of retired <laughs> emo are, 
Uh, like, like, we, be, like, I mean, yeah. like, we know quite a few. We can run through the list. They're yeah. all playing in country bands, but they all started in the world of emo. So, yeah, yeah I is. mean, they're they're weirdly parallel. But like for me, it was always like like emo for me is like music that invokes an emotion in myself. That's like, yeah, it's kind of sad. Sometimes it's the you know, poppy, fun, more uplifting. But like, a lot of the messaging is is kind of similar. It's like I don't want to be like you. Uh, it's like it's like anti-establishment. Um, See, to it, me, that's punk. That's like anarchist. Like like uh, Green Day is a good example. Like I know they have emotional songs. Yeah, but Boulevard Green Day of Broken are a bunch Dreams. Of so, uh, but I feel uh, like most of okay. their shit is like. <laughs> I, I I think American Idiot is an incredible album. Don't get me wrong, incredible. I love album. the album, but I don't think it's emo. I think it's punk. That's fine. Because the mo- most of the message, punk. like you're pop saying, punk, is yeah. like anarchist. Like fuck the system. Well, so, but, and I've, I've said this point before uh, in a conversation, not in, on the podcast, but I think so. Every generation has its like generation of like it's kind of punk, right? And emo for us was a form of punk because the, well, the way we were raised was like be super masculine, be tough, guys don't cry, you know, don't chase women. And then like emo was like, no, come out, feel all your feelings, yeah, like cry. Love that woman recklessly and have your heart broken, and it was like completely antithetical to what uh, like uh, like our uh, like father figures told us, and like that was why it was punk rock to me. So what's punk today? <laughs> punk today? I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know. There, there's people out there doing punk. Um, yeah, there's there's still some really cool punk bands out there, and even even some punk falls into the emo realm, um, but. I think for a band to actually be considered emo, you also have to look at their catalog, discography, like whatever you want to, like even just take a singular album and it has to be, you know, let's just say at least half the album has to fall under that emo umbrella of lyrically, emotionally, it does cover the topics. Well, then American Idiot is not an emo album. Boulevard of Broken Dreams? That's one song. He's saying that most of the album- September comes. That's ends. two songs. Or ends. Sorry, yeah. Oh, shit, I stumped him. Uh, <laughs> a, a little known fact, as as though I am the emo king of Nashville, I can barely remember my own name, let alone <laughs> every song name. I have 18,000 emo songs on my That's one of my favorite my things about going to emo night is like I'll, I'll not recognize the song, and then in the chorus hits, and somewhere in my subconscious, I know every lyric. Oh, but I yeah. couldn't fucking tell you the name. <laughs> That's honestly the the pure joy of being an emo night DJ is like I I was just having this conversation with someone the other day uh, at one of at one of my pool parties but like I'll find the guy in the room that I'm like you don't belong here you you somehow got dragged here whether it was a Tinder date your friends all wanted to come I'm gonna find a song that you know and I'm going to play it and make you enjoy this night and it's oh it, it is the most gratifying when like. Just Chad is standing over in the corner, like I'm too cool for this shit. As soon as you put Papa sudden, Roach on, <laughs> it's usually, dude. It's usually last resort uh, or Good Charlotte, <laughs> Good Charlotte, fucking Fallout Boy. Yeah, uh, but every now and then you get them with like a dirty little secret by All American Rejects, and all of a sudden they're like, you see him just mouthing Man. along, and you're like, I can't tell you how him. many wedding parties have lost their mind when I've been DJing for like Sugar We're Going Down Swinging and Mr. Brightside, like. Like, oh, like, the, like, the, like the, the, those are wedding songs now. Like, that's how far we've come. Like, so here's the thing. Uh, it's funny you bring up Mr. Brightside. That album is emo, but the killers are not emo. 
okay, in that, my opinion. That was going to be my next. I, they, I literally was waiting for the conversation to die down so I can ask the question, what band, what emo band, and I'm using air quotes, is not actually emo? Yeah. Uh, Killers MGK. Is, <laughs> I, I will argue. MGK, definitely. Now he rebranded himself, but much like a lot I of artists. I just think he's just like so fucking like, I fell in love with an emo girl. Like it's just like so over the top. If you and like, like he's to, forcing himself into the genre, but isn't everyone now like any? I, and that's I know that's a very broad debate and argument. But if you look at any big artist right now, that is exactly what they're doing. They're going where the money is. And I will say, MGK, like I started listening to him when he was doing his rap career. He was uh, actually because I went rapper. through a phase where I loved just white boy rap, white boy like rapping, that, dude. white boy rap. I mean, MGK was good. And he, he, yeah, he's kind of doing it again now. I yeah, mean. but uh, I think he saw an opportunity with the resurgence of emo, emo music, and was like, "I'm gonna fucking see." He's a fucking poser, aren't we all? Though he's a poser. <laughs> Is that? I feel like that's okay. Sorry, my brain just had a realization. I was gonna say I feel like that's more of a skateboard thing, and I was like, "Oh, Warp Tour, Vans." I was like, "Oh yeah, p- punk is like skating." <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're, they're definitely one and the same. Yeah. Um, so you're saying uh, Killers are not an actual emo band. The first album, album was an was. emo album. After that, they are just an indie indie rock band to me. Like if you're if you're headlining, most of if you look at like how many festivals they've headlined over the last decade or fifteen years. I mean that album came out in I want to say two thousand four, two thousand five. That yeah. first album. I remember watching that on MTV in the morning. Yeah. Next to like American Idiot by Green Day, like Jenny was a friend of mine. Was I my think the first. Hell song was a, was out around that time too by Sum Forty One. I believe no, that came out a little earlier. I believe, yeah. but doesn't matter. That first album was in the emo genre, but then they went on to you know they're headlining Bonnaroo and Hangout Fest and yeah, Coachella I mean, so, and some of their albums definitely have like like a Portugal the Man vibe or like yeah more like, more like indie rock and, and it's all about the production and like I I've personally never seen the Killers live. It's one of my bucket lists. Like I want to go see them live, but they they don't really represent. They, the look, the face of emo music. They're Do you have an opinion? I have a kind of controversial one. Uh, let me hear yours. Linkin Park. Like, no, oh. Linkin Park is an emo. They're new metal. They're new metal, but they do fall there again I think under the had, umbrella. They, they, they have emo songs band. that are like, you know, like, that's hey, what I'm saying. Like, they have like, songs. Uh, in the end, yeah. that's an emo song. Absolutely. But I don't think that's an emo song. Under that umbrella. I don't think whatsoever. they ever classified themselves under that umbrella. I think the people do emo, though. I the think emo like a general idea, though, idea. Did. the emo like there again, your community decides. Yeah, I mean, like, they they, they had way isn't. too much. Like they had the DJ scratching. They had rap. Like like they they were just they they Lincoln Park. Like some people want to shit on them. I think they defined a genre all by themselves. Oh, like, I no, I'm not shitting on Lincoln Park in any way whatsoever. I yeah. fucking love Lincoln Park, but I don't think they're emo. Yeah. Like under the umbrella, they have songs for I, sure. I don't think that's a hard opinion. I agree with you. I yeah. thought it was going to be. I it's, thought you guys were going to so, come at me. So I always say with emo nights because a lot of people just piss and moan about. You know, I I'll throw Papa Roach, uh, Limp Biscuit, Lincoln Park, Corn. Like you throw those bands in there, and people are like, "Well, this is an emo. It's new metal, or it's rock. It's you know whatever, just straight metal." If 
if I was listening to these nine emo albums and Linkin Park was number 10 and majority of the community was doing that, it is fucking emo. Yeah. Like I said, we've made it emo, so it is. <laughs> Overall, they are not an emo band. I they know. would not. I mean, I the, have the, a the, the rock genre time. is the most chopped up fucking genre in general. Yeah. So then everybody wants to draw lines and it's like, I, I don't give a shit, man. If it makes me want to bounce around in a mosh pit, fucking yeah. If you like, like there's a lot of emo bands out there. If you go through and listen to interviews that they've done over the years, they're like, oh, we don't know why the fuck we're emo. Like, I, yeah. I think it was Under Oath literally came out and they're like, yeah, we were just told one day we're an emo band and here we are. We're we're a metal band. Like, that's how they were right. classifying themselves. Oh, man, their first couple albums were heavy as shit. Oh, yeah. It's And then they, they got rid of Dallas and brought on Spencer and then it got a little... You know, and then there again, that's any band that you've got all these, like, if you don't know anything about the music industry, you've got all these producers and your managers and everyone at the label that, you know, controls what you do. The average band goes into a studio and records 40 songs and then someone else comes back and goes, all right, these 10 are going to be the ones we put on an album and it's going to be, you know, this one can be on the radio. It's got a catchy hook to it. This, you know, and they just pick yeah. you apart. Music's fucking weird. <laughs> what? Yeah. Sorry. So let's let's go let's go high note. What what is the your favorite emo band of all time, or like what you would consider to be even if it's not your favorite, who you would consider to be the greatest emo band of all time? That one's hard because I uh, my favorite band is a day to remember, and they are definitely in that pop punk emo umbrella for sure. Yeah. But I I, I don't know if I would say they're the number one emo band out there. No, I would highly say they are not. A Day to Remember is one of those bands that can't figure out who the fuck they are. Oh, I every, love every single you know, album. Yeah. You know they're one of my favorite bands, but one will be straight pop, one will be metal, one is, you know, a butt crop. rock almost. <laughs> yeah. It's like they they don't even I mean they're doing fucking remixes with Marshmallow. I love the song, don't get me wrong. I've noticed but, a trend of a lot of emo bands doing that lately. I saw Taking Back Sunday did one. I think Dashboard did one. Yeah, it's... With, like, Steve Aoki and stuff. And, like, I was like, what? where is this trend coming from? Who's asking for this? Someone had the bright idea, and you know what? It was a good money-making idea. Like, Probably. how can we cross genres? And that's... I mean, there's there's been artists doing that forever. Oh, yeah. But, like, hey, Lincoln let's... Park and Jay-Z. I'm, exactly. What Perfect a great example. fucking album. Yeah. Uh, what what about you, Puck? What's your? Um, it, they're not my favorite, but if I was gonna pick, like this is, I, I I have two answers. I think to the to the to the the general public, like the most successful emo band of all time to me would be Fall Out Boy. I think they broke into mainstream consciousness more than anybody um, that came out of that genre. But for me. My favorite, or not my favorite, but I think the the greatest is Taking Back Sunday. Oh, Taking Back Sunday is so fucking good. Um, I I have a hard time arguing the Fallout Boy thing. <laughs> yeah, and like and like the Pete Wentz thing too. Also, like he became like a pop icon, so that drove them further into like the zeitgeist, right? Um, because he was like dating celebrities and was like. Cute the basis. first, the first basis to like be but the like, fucking I mean, like, showrunner. Like, I think everybody like remembers like the first time, or maybe not the first time, but like remembering like the like the influence that Sugar were going down swinging had on music and the emo genre it, and like just in general. 
Um, I think it, like it, it, it was iconic. I think it's like one of the few iconic songs that like the the entire world knows. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're and, not and, wrong. And, and I'm defining it by success, not by like musicality, but like they do have some great musicality as well. But I think for me, the ones that really like was like this is it. They get it. Was Taking Back Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say Taking Back Sunday or The Used. Uh, the Used. If you've never seen them, if you've never listened to them, the used encompassed what emo was. Uh, Burt McCracken. I I was stuck between two, and the used was one of them. Burt McCracken is easily one of the best frontmen of any band. He knows how to. Sounds like a Wild West prospector. (laughs) 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 They're golden in there. Here's my name's not Burt McCracken. I mean, depending on what show you catch, the used. That's kind of. Like, no, if, if lyrically, like, there's pain in his lyrics, and if you see them live, you can see that pain. You can see yeah, the I mean, sadness. He was, kind of, he was a tortured you can, person. Oh, yeah, very tortured. Yeah. Um, and, and if you look at the used, what they did for a lot of the other emo bands yeah. that came up, like, they had their own, you know, right now we're looking at Sad Summerfest uh, that the main basically puts on, which is a lot of pop-punk bands. An amazing festival. It's coming to Nashville here in a couple weeks. But Ooh, fuck. the used used to do that with Taste of Chaos. Like that was their tour, and they would bring out Under Oath. They basically brought up yeah. My Chemical Romance, all, all these other bands, Thursday, yeah. Senses Fail, that really, yes, they were still existing, but gave this platform to these others. The torture thing made me think of an honorable mention in, in um, Say Anything. I think Max Bemis, uh, one of the most incredible uh, songwriters in the emo genre, like his lyrics are just always so interesting and out there. And I think he, you know, he really put a lot of pain into some of his stuff. I love "Say Anything." I, I think, yeah, I'll agree with that in the sense. I, I one thing about people like Max Bemis, Burt McCracken, is, and that it goes back to what is emo music is literally being able to. Like, they wear their heart on their sleeve, and you hear it lyrically. You know, a lot of people don't (laughs) want to talk about addiction. They don't want to talk about self-abuse, mental health problems. And these bands were doing it long before, you know, the world we live in now is very... They're still not there, but, you know, they're definitely more conscious of mental health issues. But you had these guys trying to bring it up back then, suicide and, like I said, drug abuse, alcohol abuse, and... You I mean, know. to write Love on Her Arms, that was uh, one of the Warp Tour tents I'd always go and visit. And this yeah. was like 2009. Uh, my, my, I, I'm going to go in My Chemical Romance. And I say that one because of all of the song. I mean, how, how many fucking countless songs do we know every single word to? But there, there was something about their look. Yeah. And like, just like the fuck it, like the, I forget the lead singer's name. Gerard, but, Ray. Gerard, Gerard Ray. He's wearing dresses on stage, yeah. like the eyeliner, the the hair, like they didn't give a fuck. And I feel like that's what emo was. Like they they have like intention in their lyrics, but I feel like the aesthetic, they yeah. they kind of really. Oh yeah, I mean in. like uh, like I'm not okay. Uh, like that whole music video, like the way that they dressed and looked and everything. I and I even remember like when uh, Black Parade came out. Like I saw some kids walking around my school and like the. The marching band, like black marching <laughs> the, band the outfits. black and white, yeah. And I was like, man, you're really committing to that look. I got three of those jackets. I bet you do. <laughs> <laughs> they all smell like shit, too, because I've worn them on stage. But, oh, man. Uh, yeah, Mike Kim, and there again, 
going back to what emo is, a lot of these bands, my chem specifically, like they weren't just wearing dresses for the shock value. It was be yourself. Like Gerard Way was a nerd. So he talked about, you know, he has his own comic book line and like went on to uh, Umbrella Academy. Like that is, he's. Oh, yeah. I, I can't, can't remember if he wrote, if he actually wrote that or produced yeah, it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. But like. He was a part of that? Oh, yeah. That that comes I from Gerard Way. I love that show. He has his own. Well, it's like, comic book first. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so he had a hand in that. And so it was be yourself, be true to yourself. And who the fuck cares what the world tells you? And, and that. That has always been like a big thing I've kept true is like, especially in the last, you know, six years um, for me is just being true to yourself. So if you're, you know, gay, bi, lesbian, if you're black, white, if you're a nerd, you're a jock, like be who you are and don't let the world control you and tell you. There was was a, a, a time that you guys did the emo night down at Tenerife 2 in Franklin. I remember coming to that for the first time. And there was a dude in like a fucking LL Bean like button up shirt, LLB like like Patagonia vest, like typical like stock bro. And he was on a fucking table belting out like whatever emo music. Uh, I can't remember what they were playing, but he was just screaming along to you guys. I was like, hell yeah, man! Like, yeah, you obviously took a turn in your life towards the more straight, but you still got it in you. You still got that dog in you. I like it. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, I know it was Sayosin. I'm like 99.9% sure. <laughs> I know exactly Sayosin. that moment when you walked in. Um, yeah. yeah, it's... All right, what's... <laughs> sorry, I... No, do it. I yeah. spoke to my chem. What's the cringiest, like, ju- like <laughs> trend that emo music brought? Whether that's, like, certain style of clothing, clothing like you said, the, mm-hmm. you know, commit to that, that marching band thing, or, or is it, like, eyeliner, or... Uh, the haircut, and we yeah. all <laughs> we all know the haircut. Know the haircut. What was it? What was I think there was a was it called the shotgun? Was that the name for it? Because it had like the like well, the big poof at the back. The, well, there were multiple. Yeah, there yeah. was the swoop, the shotgun. Um, there was a yeah, combo was, of the two. Like, yeah. so, like some people looked like you know small feathered birds. Which is funny their, because when you think of the the term Karen now, it's that, that haircut. It's that haircut. It's so, the Karen haircut. Emo's at it first, and then we went. All right, cool. Karens are taking white it. women Y'all take another it. thing. <laughs> That doesn't belong to them. Um, man, I... I, I know what mine is. The cringiest thing to me was... And, and, and I say this about anything. If you take any sort of of, of sub-genre, sub-community, and you make that your entire personality, I find... Like, I, I don't... I, People need to be well rounded, and like the the people that were just like walking around, like all like the like the MySpace selfies, and like just like um like like they live in like I li- I grew up in the suburbs, and like kids are walking around like they got it bad, like I'm so depressed, I hate my parents, I think I'm gonna kill myself later, and it's like no, you're not. You're gonna go to Hot Topic, buy another fucking sweatband. And like go home, like. So yours is the full commitment. Like, like it's it's the over. I shouldn't say full commitment because like like I was committed to the genre. I listened like that was the music I liked, right? And like yeah, I had like shirts and stuff like that. But just like I like, I think we are, we can all picture that person in our head that's just like full gassed up in it. Spencer it was, probably yeah. <laughs> it was me. I, <laughs> have I mean, I mean, his, like, have you seen his photos? Oh yeah, yeah. Well, we'll <laughs> post my old. I, I think so. I think some people took it too far. Like, like but if I if I had to pick a specific one, 
Like, like I think, um, I mean, it, it was the haircuts. The haircuts were bad. Oh, did hair- you ever commit to that sort of haircut? I, I, so I tried to grow my hair out uh, in, in uh, <laughs> freshman or sophomore year of, of high school. Um, but my hair grow like my hair is very thin now, but it grew very thick at the time. So, and I didn't know how to like, I didn't know how to get a haircut, um, to like, to like edit it. So it would grow better. (laughs) Um, so it just grew like out and I had just like this fucking bush of hair on my head. So what I would do is I would take a shower and I would immediately put a beanie on and it would just press (laughs) all the hair down. Um, to prevent it from poofing out, I did. So that I just, too. I just had this like matted down, greasy hair that I never like cut into an actual. You know, I had just like zits all over my forehead from this fucking thing. <laughs> I just, it, it was just a failed attempt. It wasn't a good. It wasn't gonna go well for me ever. All right, Spencer, what's yours? So it, and I'll say this: I went through every phase of emo. Like <laughs> my senior high school, I was going through the Fallout Boy look, where it was like preppy but kind of emo so like i started to wear skinnier jeans but i still had like a polo like a hollister polo yeah um, hollister polo um uh, no i actually never owned i don't think i ever owned any abercrombie but hollister was like okay then so yeah, I, yeah. yeah i would rock this like preppy look and then i moved into the dyeing my hair black and doing the swoop over my over my face and i'll never forget uh, 2006, I went to a Christian music festival because I was a Christian kid growing up. Went to a Christian music festival, <laughs> didn't think about the swoop, and I got home and pulled my hair back. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> like like the, the David Bowie fucking Did you lightning bolt. No, I just had sunburns. I had tanned oh. on one side of my face <laughs> and was pale white on the other That's side from hilarious. where my bangs hung down. Um, but one of my favorite, and I, I think I did it for maybe two weeks, and I went, this is fucking stupid. It was the shades. Uh, I can't remember the actual name for them. The ones it, that were like the little the little crossbars ones? Yeah. And it was like, you couldn't actually see through them. And every, you know, it was like 2007, I think every pop punk band, you know, all time yeah. low had them. In Kanye was wearing them too. I mean, yeah, Kanye was doing it, but like. Yeah, what are Every, those called? Uh, I can't remember. It's gonna. I think they were like shutter shades or yeah. something like that. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, yeah. And those things were the most ridiculous trend, and like they still exist. They're Very still three hundred three. Yeah, three hundred three. <laughs> I mean, you go through the Denver emo, like electro emo scene. Oh three hundred three, ready set, kill paradise. So is that your cringiest? Oh is my the god, sh- the shutter shades. The shutter or? shades of anything that is. If you own a pair of those, break them in half right now and throw them in the garbage. I do not respect you. <laughs> if you still are, like, if they're in a box as, like, a memory, that's fine. But if if that is part of something you wear out, you you need to let go of a lot of things in your life. <laughs> that is. I, I remember that, and I'm, like, cringing over here thinking about it. What about uh, you, bud? Mine are um, bracelets. Yeah. They're like, like. Like I, you know, like Christian rock is like leather. You know, Nickelback's like oh, yeah, the like leather they, like, bracelets, like, like, like the blacksmith bracelets. Yeah, oh, I, I have. Like, why did I think I could pull that off? I'm not a blacksmith. Yeah. Um, but for me, for the emo genre, it was the excessive. Yeah, like up to your fucking elbows. Oh, yeah, up to your elbow and bracelets, and it's oh, the rubber know, bracelets. It's like the Derek Sanders from Mayday Parade. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. just like all I. I never it's like a understood it. Thing now too, like they like exchange bracelets at like EDM festivals. Like, oh okay. yeah, plural life. Yeah, I know. All I about. have a question, and I don't know if this spawns from uh, emo music, but like, 
the colored bracelets to like let people know what you've done. <laughs> this was like a high school thing. They were like each color stood for something. Oh yeah, like, well it's like stoplight parties. I thought, I thought that was just like a like myth that. to scare parents. No, I mean that happened where I grew up. I just like, can't like, remember. People wear different colored bracelets to represent what they'd done sexually. Yes. <laughs> Ugh, that's so cringy. So that <laughs> that's so cringy. Actually, I was like, so, I was like, oh, bare wrist, baby. <laughs> I literally just saw this a couple weeks ago. This is actually still a thing in Florida, only it's in the retirement community and in, in retirement homes. <laughs> and you know those uh, like loofahs, those multi. You get them at Walgreens for like three dollars. Those yeah, yeah, body yeah. loofahs, those big balls. Old people hang those from their car antennas, and it tells you what they're into. Fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like so, it's like the new is, version of the pine, upside down pineapple. It, exactly. So, depending on what color, so when they're at like grocery stores or stuff like that, it's like, oh yeah, I'm just looking to fuck whoever right. you know is is pink. And Where did you say it? I want to? I, see I just this saw thing. it on Instagram. Like I, <laughs> I um, three in the morning, just scrolling, and I was like, I, all right, get it, old people. <laughs> like I've mentioned it before, but uh, the first bar I ever worked at was a uh, uh, big nightclub uh, called Talbot Street, and. Uh, Every like six or so months, we would have an underwear party where you had to like work in your underwear. Um, and it was like my first one. And like I was in pretty good shape at the time. Like I knew people were going to be checking me out. So I, like I went to a store in Indianapolis called the Toolbox that just sells men's <laughs> underwear. It's called the Toolbox. And I was like, just like racking my brain on what which one I was going to get. And I ended up getting this like, uh, I got a white pair and a yellow pair. And I thought the white might show if like I had like a little dribble when I peed. So <laughs> I got the yellow and I go through the whole night and like one of the guys that's like a regular that comes up to me is like, honey, you look great tonight, but just so you know, yellow underwear means you're into piss stuff. And I was like, oh, okay, noted. <laughs> <laughs> just the most naive. Like yeah, I'm just trying to Yeah, I'm just trying to work. I just got yellow underwear. I was like, no, that means you want to get pissed on. Oh damn. <laughs> So, luckily, no one took me up on it. But speaking of taking up, you want to take up a break? Yeah, let's do it. All right. We'll be right back after these messages. Hey, I'm Brando. And I'm Owen. And we're the hosts of Banter and Such. Each week, we get together with the most interesting people that we know and talk about the things that we're generally interested in. Like movies. TV shows. Movies. Nostalgic childhood franchises. Movies. Urban legends. And sometimes movies. So check out Banter and Such anywhere you get podcasts. Banter, ampersand, such. Or banter, and then the word and, and then such. Or just banter, and it fills in the rest automatically for you, and you just click on it. Either way, it's called Banter and Such. Want to get into some BS with us? Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first-level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcasts. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. I I actually had a similar thing the other night when I when I wore Ashley's chaps for no for glitz. I had to intentionally pay attention to what underwear I was wearing, what oh. color, so that one like bar stuff didn't get on it. But yeah, in case there was some dribble, it's like I don't want everyone to see. So I wore like really small black underwear. The things we have to think of when we're bartending. 
Welcome back, guys. Yeah, welcome back in. We're super sad boys today, talking emo music. Welcome to our sad little podcast. All right, I have I have a kind of I have a funny question. What is? But I think this is where we can kind of get more debatey. What is the word? Uh, I'm trying to think of how to phrase this. What emo song that became super popular is actually really terrible, like that you hate? Does that make sense? Yeah, I probably easy. could have phrased that more intelligently. <laughs> dance, dance by Fall Out Boy. Oh. I am so over that bass line and that drum beat. Yeah. No, I mean, I know you have to play it all the time. Not like that no, you're but, uh, over I, now that no, no, you I'm think is an actually bad when, song. When that song came out, I was not a fan of it. Okay. Like, I remember I had From Under the Cork Tree before that song was mainstream radio, and I it already was my least favorite song on the album. And and then everyone, once it hit radio, I remember doing our talent show. We did like, or it wasn't like talent show, but we had five bands in my high school. And we headlined it because um, we were a pop punk band. We were three piece, like very similar to Blink-182 uh, pop punk band. Three of the five bands on the bill all covered Dance Dance. And I was <laughs> like, oh my God, this is... Uh, a, this is before back in the day before you would like vet anything. You know, like yeah, we're yeah, talking yeah, about our yeah. DJ gig tonight. It's like, all right, we got to pay attention. You know, if you guys play this song, we got to make sure we don't play it. And just like three of five bands all covering the same song. <sighs> and that was like the start of my. So, like, literally, if you come out to my emo nights and you're listening to this, when I play Dance Dance, yes, I will still enjoy it, but it is by far my least favorite song to play. Of any emo song that exists. I can hear that bass. Ding, ding, yeah. Ding. It's so, and like, it, she it says is. It's, she's no good. It's an iconic song. Like, the music video is iconic. Yeah. Everyone knows everything about it. I just can't stand it. I got one. You have one, fuck? I got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You um, go. Mine is Dirty Little Secret. What? By the All American Rejects. That's such a good song. I, I find it annoying. I I also I I find the uh, the music video so cringy. It's just like people like with like handwritten notes about what their secrets are. It's just like, I like Brussels it's like sprouts. we're we're deep and introspective because we're getting paid actors to reveal their secrets on a music video. <laughs> it's like, like come on guys, like I just, I just I just all America rejects I like, um, but that one. So it was, yeah. it was more so the music video that ruined the song for maybe, you. Maybe that was it. Maybe that's what I'm holding on to. But is that the one that starts with the organ? No, that's Swing Swing. Swing Swing. Swing Swing's a good song. Did you also just say organ? Organ. You're thinking of, not the state, the, the nee, musical. Yeah, organ. Nee, yeah, organ. Sounded like you said I, organ. I, you keep saying organ. I'm not <laughs> saying organ. I'm saying organ. You're saying organ. <laughs> organ. There you go. Okay. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the hill to die on, guys. Um, mine, mine is the anthem. Really? By Good Charlotte. I've, what? I can, yeah. I've I can, honestly I can get behind that. I've never really loved Good Charlotte just in general. Yeah. And yeah, but it's your girlfriend's like second favorite I, emo <laughs> band of all time. Doesn't mean it's mine. Th this is how much I know. I, I know everyone's be, favorite yo. bands. I I. I don't know. I just felt like yeah. it was forced and like ingenuine. And yeah, but to I, me, like but that's has, what emo music is. It's like genuine, yeah. vulnerable, and I it just felt forced. As a general rule, any song that tells me to put my hands up, 
I kind of think is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, but that song has the iconic, and if you don't know this already, you've been living under a rock, and I'm about to blow your mind. But it's the uh, the the urinal pee joke, like shake it once, shake it twice. Now you're just playing with yourself. Okay, that was the original. What are you What are you blowing your mind? What do you What, what do you mean? The it, the bridge of the song is all shake about it once, shaking. That's what, yeah, no, it's about piss stuff. Yeah, a lot it. of people don't know that. Really. A lot of people don't. I know didn't that. know that. Shake it once, <laughs> that's fine. Shake it twice, that's okay. Shake it three times, you're playing with yourself. What do you think they're talking about? <laughs> I don't pay attention enough to that song because I don't like that's it. Why. No, like, I've known it. I've known it since the first time I heard the it's, song. Uh, but a lot of people don't realize. A lot that. of people are fucking stupid. <laughs> Welcome to the Master and Debaters. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know why. I like it. Always felt forced, and I think like the little it anarchist like little... fuck the system in me is like. You don't sound genuine to me, and that's why I. And that's why I love like emo posers. music. <laughs> so there again, we we do have to take into account. Sorry. Someone found the soundboard. Someone gave me the soundboard, and I found fun I, it, noises. We do have to remember that there again, the music industry has a hand because all three of these songs were major radio play songs. Yeah. And Good Charlotte felt forced. A&R, their whole their whole deal felt forced to me. It was. I will say one thing that always kind of bummed me out about Good Charlotte is that they were like they had to do this. They looked like a hardcore punk band, and then they're writing pop punk and power pop songs <laughs> but like they they had some really good like emo songs yeah but just all of their I hits you can't tell you another hit of theirs like uh lifestyle the bridge of the famous girls and boys my bloody valentine little things Waldorf think we Worldwide. should rob them because they're rich <laughs> i mean yeah. that one's pretty fucking spot on i still agree with that that yeah. banger I don't know if I call it. I yeah, I don't know what it was. I don't Good love Charlotte. Good Charlotte. Always, you, you, you pulled yeah. that out of me, Alex. I don't think I like Good Charlotte. Yeah, <laughs> turn ya. I want that to be. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it felt like a very like stereo box produced sort of like hey. This and is- there's bands like that that still crush. I think of. I mean, Paramore was-, was a built band, right? Like that was like made by a studio, wasn't it? I think. Uh, Kind, I mean, Haley Williams was doing her own thing by herself, and then yeah, they basically capitalized. Yeah, on, like you could do anything with Haley Williams, and it would be successful. Yeah, like, she is a fucking powerhouse. I'm glad we brought Paramore up because I love them. Love them. Who who didn't have a crush on Haley Williams growing up? I had major, yeah, major crush on Haley. No Williams. debate there. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah you fucking was... kidding me? Get out of here. That that, that fire orange hair. That and... shock of red hair. Yeah. Honestly, just the band and the music it, yeah. in itself was. Misery Business is one of the iconic uh, emo defining okay, songs. Actually, going back to it, though, I mean, I love that song when it came out. That is, on that album, it is one of the worst songs. Yeah. That whole album slaps. That was the Riot, right? Yes. That whole album is so good. Yeah, I, I, do, I do like that song, and I said... Um, that would be if I ever did drag. That would be the song that I would drag to. <laughs> That's a. Pr- I don't know what mine would be. That's a good question. Oh, I mean, mine would be like Hillary Duff or something. Mine shit. would be uh, "Gimme, Gimme, Gimme" by Abba. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. Give me, give me. All right, who's got the next one? Okay, so because uh, this one's always fun for me, and I I sound like a snob a lot of time when I talk to people. I've been to a lot of shows. I know we all have. Uh, but like, you know, Alex, I know you were out on Warp Tour, used to tour a little bit. I did multiple summers out on Warp Tour. There are some really, really good bands 
that suck live. There's also some mediocre bands that are really good live. So I'm curious to know what are those bands for you that are like in the emo genre where it's like, man, love their albums, but I saw I, them once. I won't see them again. You you guys could probably have this conversation. With you. I haven't seen enough live music to really have an opinion. The only two emo bands, that, actually three, I've seen, well, no, four. Um, <laughs> Wait, nope, five. No, uh, so, well, so Simple Plan and Sub 41 played together when they were in town, and that was fucking awesome. Um, and then we had Story of the Year, Hawthorne Heights. Shit, I have seen more than that. Yeah. Um, Escape to I thought fate. they were was all good. Because like, like, I've seen them all post-2020, and I think all these bands came back like really fucking jazzed up, like ready to go. They were all very excited to be back, so they weren't phoning it in at all. Like Every single one of those shows was fucking awesome. Um, the only one that I've seen that I was like, all right, was uh, My Kim at Bridgestone. Oh, yeah. when we all went? Yeah, like I thought it was good, but I didn't think it was fucking great. Yeah, it uh, was. It, it, like, there, it was just very like one note for me, and like they played the hits and left, and I was like, cool. But, like, but, but no, here's the thing. They, they didn't. Play no, the that's, hits. that's right. That's right. I think did. that was our biggest issue. Yeah, uh, here's the thing. If you're, It doesn't matter what style of music you are. If I go to your show, if there's a music video for your song, for a song, it better be in your set list. Yeah. Unless maybe you're one of those bands where you get a 30-minute set and, you know, I think of uh, Four Years Strong, one of my favorite bands of all time. Highly, like, underrated, under the radar. A lot of people still don't really know them. They have, I think they have six albums out, something like that. Um, and they have a lot of songs. They have music videos, whatever. Typically, they're opening for bands. It's very, they'll do headlining tours, but they're opening. So I understand you can only play so many songs. If you're playing an hour and a half set and you're not playing songs that have music videos, get the fuck out of here. I want like the last 30 minutes to be just banger, 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 yeah, banger. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm happy to hear your new shit. Absolutely. Everybody's welcome, here for your old shit, dude. Welcome to the Black Parade. Got thrown in in the middle of their fucking set. If you didn't go to My Chem, basically the fiasco was they switched up their set list every show so it was a different set list that's incredible but they pulled songs out and put songs in also on every show yeah welcome to the black parade came on like 53 minutes into their set i was taking a piss and while i'm just taking a leak i hear that opening piano that just piano. Ding. <laughs> i was like it's almost as iconic as uh the kanye <laughs> the kanye piano Oh, uh, the uh, runaway. Yeah. Runaway, uh, yeah. I feel like you hear two two notes and you know which song it's one hundred percent. You can only you just hear the first one. It's like, yep, that's it. Yep. Found it. It it's earworm. Like that is stuck yeah, there. It's so there. My Cam is that show was but My Cam has a decent track record of amazing shows. I think that one show Yeah, I just was... haven't like you guys literally like you were on warp tour, so were you. You guys have probably seen infinitely more of these bands than I have. I've seen a bunch post twenty twenty. Yeah, that's fair. That I've also just been at with you guys. Like my favorite <laughs> of the bunch was Mayday. Mayday was fucking amazing. Yeah, Mayday uh, and Sum Forty One were probably Sum Forty One. Yeah, yeah, that's where I learned I can't be in mosh pits. Anymore. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah. Seeing you, you and, and Joe, Joe go in there and then come out like fifteen minutes later, it's just beaten to a pulp. Yeah, <laughs> and winded. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a tough one. Uh, I got an answer, and this is actually how I found uh, a day to remember. I was still I was still in high school, and my best friend's mom drove me and my best friend to san diego to go see uh red jumpsuit apparatus nice 
that's when that they became really, really popular with uh That's another song. Down. Everyone knows that that drum beat when it comes in. Yeah. Sorry, I'm not so, gonna beatbox. Um <laughs> We went to see them and it I had no idea who a day to remember was, and they were um second up what's that called? I know Wait. Red Jumpsuit was the headliner. Who's the one right before them? The opener? the opener. One of the openers, yeah. Are you asking who opened the show? Because I wasn't there, dude. <laughs> no, no, there was like three. Anyway, there's a name for it, whatever. Uh, but <laughs> Co-headliner? I don't know. So we fell in love with the day to remember, and then Mariah Red Jumpsuit came on. <laughs> oh, that would have been a fucking That was actually my first concert, concert ever was Mariah Carey. Twain. Sorry. <laughs> Go, keep going, sorry. <laughs> we left, basically. That's how bad they were. You walked out? Yeah, we, we stayed for like 20 minutes, and like... We left. It was that bad. And I haven't listened to him live since, but that was probably one of the worst for me. And one of the best was um, Under Oath on Warp Tour. This was like 2009. And I just, I was shook by how good they were live. Un- Under Oath, definitely. I mean, I saw them a month or two ago at Marathon. They still put on a fucking killer show, dude. They are easily like one of the most entertaining bands like because that energy transfers like hearing that hard-hitting shit well, what's, what's the song uh like he held it's like a crowd part of the song but this was warp tour and it oh, was it's like dangerous business walking out that's the front door that's yeah it. three yeah, that there was like three there on main part. stage so there was like three thousand people and it was like one of the most magical like chicken or chicken skin moments for me chicken skin moment what the yeah. fuck we get goosebumps it's called chicken skin <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, guys. Uh, I've never heard that phrase ever. Goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps. Okay, goosebumps. Moment. Anyways, what's, Goose what's your worst? Uh, so I love the first two albums on this band, and I, we were already discussing them. All American Rejects. Love their first two albums. Like That first album is easily one of my favorite albums, but God damn it, they are the worst live band I have ever seen in my life. No shit. Oh, my God. And, we and were... honestly, like... I, I he might listen to this. Nick, I love you. He lives here in Nashville. He's done emo nights with us. Nick, I love you. You play guitar amazingly. Uh Tyson is not a good vocalist live. And that that is just there again one of those things with recording quality that you know he's got you, such a crazy like voice though. Like he was I mean, there's crazy things about tour and live and, and stuff. But, but like yeah. Haley Williams went through the same thing. After Riot, she was seeing a vocal coach at Belmont because the way she was singing live versus what was they were doing in post recording, it was fucking up. So she actually went to a vocal coach so that she could sing her parts. And then, you know, last weekend at Bonnaroo, we all saw videos of her singing with Dave Grohl, and she's it's an amazing voice. She has an incredible voice. But back in the day, Haley Williams was kind of questionable. Paramore is always a good show, though. Um, I've, heard, I've heard TBS is not doing so hot live these it, days. There again, I mean, you know, we were just talking about going into mosh pits, and we can't do what we used to do. Yeah, like, like, like I think he like kind of broke his vocal cords singing the way he did. Yeah, and that that's anyone. I mean, uh, what's his face from Guns N' Roses? You know, uh, Axel. Axel, same thing. <laughs> yeah. He was having problems. So <laughs> I saw like, I saw problems. a video of him recently, and he sounded like the dude from uh, like the old pervert from Family Guy. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> she got a smile with her shape to be. Uh, Bring them. But I, I mean, I've seen All American Rejects several times. And, and I always do think, you know, you can have 
a sound guy that fucks up, you know, people just aren't, it's like being a bartender. Not everyone's going to be on their A game every night. Do you remember that Blink show we went to back exactly. in 2015? 2015, one Blink, of the A Day moments. to Remember, and uh, Blink-182, and All American Rejects. All American Rejects. Rejects. They opened, and they were so bad. And it was just like, dude, and, and I saw them, like, heyday of Dirty Little Secret, you know, like, that song had just come out, and they were terrible. Best band that I have never heard a bad set from, and I have, I have seen them. I mean, if you count that I was on the same Warp Tour stage as them, so I got to see them every day, but Hawthorne Heights. Those dudes are the most professional and on top of their shit. They were awesome to watch. They're, they are so good and yeah. just, they sound clean, and they can literally walk on stage and, like, plug and play. Like, shout out to the dudes in Hawthorne Heights because they are one of the most... I mean, going back to that My Chem set, like, when we saw them, they played some newer stuff, but the last 30, or, you know, last four or five songs they played was their number one hits in it. Everyone fucking had a good time. Yeah. Except for Ghost of You, fuck you, Mike M, for not playing Ghost of You. It's your best song. <laughs> no, I'm saying Hawthorne Heights did oh, what oh, we oh, wanted oh, Mike oh. M to do. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. How, yeah. Yeah, and they were great, man. Like, yeah, and like they had such like a positive like message. They were like they were talking about how like we were playing this shit 20 years ago. It's still the same today. Like, hey, let's all love each other. Like, you know, if you're sad, let somebody pick you up. And it was just like it was super like re like affirming. Yeah. Um. I love that set. Yeah, he made a joke about everyone's being dads now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, okay, so I, I I have another question for you all. Because we're talking emo music, there's a lot of names we haven't covered, a lot of bands we have not covered. You know, anything, we've vaguely mentioned Blink-182. Vaguely. What is, because there's, there's a very big name, and if we don't say it on this podcast, it, it's we're not even talking about emo music, but what is your Mount Rushmore of emo, either emo frontmen or just emo bands in general. Like, you get four. What are the? What's the Mount Rushmore? Like uh, four frontmen, or like we're building it, our like, own band? No, no, no. I'm just saying, like four four bands slash four frontmen. Like, you or that, oh, that we haven't. Who are we putting on a mountain? Uh, okay. I mean, I think uh, am I saying like is this the same question as earlier? Being like, this oh, is going down in history or, or and this, all or, the emo is this, kids. Is this mine? This like what you truly believe is. Like, you're building this monument for emos to come to for the rest of their life. <laughs> this is the new Mecca. It's in the side of a mountain. In, All right, let's go North one Dakota. at a time because I think it's going to take time. Yeah, yeah. Um, do you have one? I uh, just lost. Oh, I have one. Okay, go ahead. Death Cab for Cutie. What? For emo. No. No? Death no. Cab's pretty emo, dude. They're emo, but I wouldn't put them on a Mount Rushmore. You said we get four. That's one of my four. Are we building okay, the Mount okay, Rushmore yeah, together? Okay, no, well, okay, we'll do four separate. Yeah, that's true. Okay, so you're going Death Cab. I'm taking the better uh, of cab. that like genre, better Death Cab. Uh, we haven't brought him up. Uh, Dashboard Confessional. Oh, Chris Caraba fuck, yeah. Has to be, like, we haven't talked about him. That dude encompasses all that is emo. Emo. Yeah, sure. Emo. Yeah. I, I, no, I mean, Dashboard's great, man. Vindicated! Yeah. What do you got, Puck? Uh, burr, 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 burr. I mean, for me, and I, I mean, they're not. I don't know if they they fall into the emo genre. I feel like they do. They're they're lumped in, but um, Sum Forty One. Okay, Sum Forty One's iconic for me, and they will always be. 
Uh, I'm going to steal one of yours. Take him back Sunday. Is it, like just for me personally, and I think what they do. I, I what don't they think did. anybody can argue against. Yeah, yeah. TBS take, take him back Sunday would be on my Mount Rushmore. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I think just Adam Lazar's face alone. You know, I, he, that was one of the first concerts I ever saw, and that was the craziest shit I've ever seen. Because I was, I was like fucking 14 or 15. <laughs> I just see a dude just climb the scaffolding of the stage with also, with a of, mic cord around his neck, and then he hangs upside down from the. From the scaffolding and is singing upside down. <laughs> One of the nicest dudes too. Like, there's a lot of people from touring and whatnot so that I've nice. heard bad stories about. Such like, nice I've guy. never heard a negative thing about Adam Lazara or really any. Well, I've heard negative things about a couple other band members in there. But. Spicy. It's spice. I'm not here to call. It's a spicy. I'm not here to call people out. All right. What, what do you got? Um. So taking back Sunday would be on mine. I already brought it up before the used. The used, yep. Yep. I'm, uh, I'm throwing the used. Mayday. Oh, you're stealing our sweet little Alex? Mayday parade, man. Okay, yeah, I guess if we can't have the same answers, I'm going to take off taking back Sunday. So I've got the used and dashboard right now. Okay. You're taking got, Mayday. I've got, I've got some in Mayday. I got, yeah, I got <sighs> taking back. Take my favorite band. Cav. I knew you were going to say it, so I stole it early. Thought How a draft I thought, works, I thought bitch. It, I thought it could get back to me. Oh no! Are we drafting right now? I okay. guess we're kind of drafting. <laughs> I mean, if we're drafting, if this is a new, th- if this is a new thing we're doing, we're just this. ripping off one of our favorite podcasts. So shout um, out to the Spitballers. But I'll probably take Jimmy Eat World. Ooh, Ooh. yeah, that's a good one. That's a real good one. Uh, I'll, it hasn't been said yet. I'm taking Fallout Boy. Fallout Boy. I mean, uh, yeah, that uh, that makes sense. Um, for me, I mean, I guess I'll say Paramore then. Damn it, that was gonna be, ah! I'm not kidding. That was gonna be mine, son of a bitch. So you've got Mayday, Mayday, Sum Forty One, and Paramore. You're going pop punk heavy. Yeah, I got Dashboard, Taking Back Sunday. No, you got Death Cab for cute. Sorry, Death Cab. How dare you try to uh, take Carabba from me? Fucking dork. I got the most beautiful man fucking on. Fucking dork. I Chris Carabba's got... hotter than Haley Williams. Challenge me on that. <laughs> I would let that man do terrible things to me. <laughs> Sorry, babe. <laughs> I mean, oh, we got Karaba's time. If you want to describe what you would like him to do to you, maybe he listens. Okay, I got Taking Back Sunday, Jimmy Eat World, Death Cab for Cutie. This is with my last pick in the draft. <laughs> Damn, this is hard. Alberico's final pick in the draft. Let's see what he goes with. I got. I think I'm going to go a day to remember. A day to okay. remember. Because that's my personal. I got to take that Jacksonville shit. That's that's my Homer pick. <laughs> I mean, I'm. Uh, you left me the one that I can't believe it took us all the way till the I last know. one. Yeah, give me Gerard Way and My Chemical Romance. Yeah, I, I know. mean, they are the poster children for okay. emo. But yeah, I'll take, I'll take all the sad boys. Uh, I'll for my final pick. I will take Story of the Year. That's a good one. Ooh. That's all time though. Like I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, you guys have already uh, picked all the shit. Dude. Like, like I'm, I'm picking the like, story of the year's first album is fucking uh, like a hero will drown. Fucking incredible. Anthem of our dying day is still one of my favorite songs yeah. of all time. I mean, that's a, that's a, that's a fucking great album. So yeah. Some made a paramore story of the year. I think I got a pretty good line do, up there. Do we have any, I know we're pushing time, so we'll, we'll get off. Get honorable out of here mentions. Like honorable mentions of like emo bands that like aren't, Maybe the most popular. They're still popular and they have bangers. They're played at emo nights, but like honorable mentions of like because you brought up story of the year. There's a couple bands um, we haven't talked about that I feel like yeah 
I um Silverstein. Ooh. Sayosin. Sayosin. A big one for me was Motion City soundtrack. They were I never really got into Motion They were our City. hometown band, but what about Bayside? I feel like Bayside oh, and Yellow Bayside for sure. and Yellow Card. We kind of like. Uh, yeah, we didn't really talk about Yellow Card. Yeah, Devotion and Desire, fucking Bayside. Yeah, I mean Yellow Card's up there too. Ocean Avenue. I think I think Yellow Card. See, that's the album is one of my top ten. Take to my grave, but I think Ocean Avenue is another song way overplayed. Yeah, and it, it's I still it's love so it. So good. <laughs> I still love getting out my air violin and just rocking <laughs> along to it, but. I oh, mean, but like great talk about great Elon songs. The only one by Yellow Card. Oh my God, yeah, great, that, that, great song. Like I said, that whole album. But a lot of people don't even listen to a lot of the the newer or like the later Yellow Card albums, and they were fucking phenomenal. Yeah, uh, Academy is was a big one for me. William Beckett. Is, Early Escape to Fate, their first two albums. Yeah, but I know since his fail. I know. Let, let's not bring up the bands that should technically be canceled. So since his fail, Buddy is one of the best. Yeah. So. All right, y'all, right. that's the show. If you'd like to check out more of our content, or if you'd like to have... Uh... <laughs> Fucked it up. We can't Already. give this man an outro. That's the show. If you'd like to check out more of our content, or if you have topics you would like to debate, please give us a follow and comment on our social media, at Master and Debaters. Before we go, we'd like to thank the Helios Network for putting us on. If you'd like to check out some of our sister podcasts, like uh, Trouble HQ, go to the HeliosNetwork.com. If you want some of our sick-ass hats check out our merch uh thanks to nashville custom hats Fucking nailed yeah it. he got yeah. it he got it hell yeah oh uh, you're allowed to stay on the podcast for i'm me. alex ding, ding. i'm spencer and i'm puck as always oh he fucked oh, it up day, man. damn it fuck ronnie radke fuck ronnie radke all right we'll see you guys later puck out <laughs>